Get off to a great start when you're getting ready to sell your business by putting these three things into place as early as possible. I know you're probably thinking about how much you're going to get or how fast you can sell. You might even be working on the next thing that you're going after, whatever comes next after the current business, whether that's your next venture, a long vacation or a retirement. But bear with me though, it's going to be worth it. While some of these key elements uh, <clears throat> Of a success while these are key elements of a successful sale they are not necessarily uh for sharing with other people so these are things you can keep to yourself um but but will you can put them in place to really help drive your business forward and i guess the the advantage there is that, the, that what that means is that it doesn't have to be formal necessarily and you can use whatever mechanisms work for you to make these things happen. Those three things that we're gonna talk about today are explain why you're selling, establish your timeline, and get your business ready to sell. Hi, business owners and entrepreneurs. My name is Stephen Krause, and welcome to Business Beyond DIY, where we get you from where you are to what comes next. I'm in business by education, trade, and passion and I wanna help you increase the value of your entrepreneurial journey. The Business Beyond DIY Livestream and podcast is about understanding and developing the value of a business, your business. So let's get started. Okay, so you might be, if, if you uh, saw previous episodes or anything, uh, uh, you'll notice that this is a potentially a repeat of last the last episode. Um, that, episode has been unlisted on YouTube and isn't showing up. Um, there is the like, the link is live. So if you do have the link, you can listen to it. Um, the introduction didn't go well because I didn't have my mic on and there were some problems, technical problems that I had. So I just wanted to touch on that. If you did see that episode, this is going to be covering the same topic. Um, I've had another week to think about it, I guess, so that I might throw in something that I didn't do last time, or I might forget something that I did do last time, and who knows. But um, I just wanted to share that. Uh, part of it is because, you know, this this journey of being an entrepreneur and a small business owner is a lot of times it's about messing up, you know, and, and I do this show live. So, you know, and I don't have an audience. I don't have anybody to tell me, hey, we can't hear the audio. Um, you know, if there's somebody watching it live, then yeah, but a lot of times it's just, you know, there's, there's no way to know what the experience has been until, uh, after the show, when I go to do the, the post-processing and upload the, or I look at the video and do all of, uh, whatever editing I need to do. So, uh, and I guess what I want to do is say, it's okay. You know, if something happens and your show doesn't go well, or something happens and your process doesn't go well, it doesn't matter what part of your business you're talking about. There's always stuff that goes wrong. So I just want you to say, that's okay. Don't be afraid to do something new because you're worried that you might break it. You know, I, I break stuff all the time in, in my media production, I'm literally going through, how am I going to use TikTok for my business? I have no idea what I'm doing with TikTok and I'm not gonna let that stop me. Does that mean it's gonna work out great at first? Probably not. But if I don't do it, 
I will never figure it out. So I just want to share that. This is an adventure. One of the things I talked about on my other stream on Twitch a few weeks ago was that there are no answers. There are no solutions in business. And anybody who tells you they're selling you a solution in business is pretty much selling you something that doesn't exist. What we have in business is the next best experiment that you can try. And that's okay. And as an entrepreneur, we can normalize that and say, okay, that it's not about finding the right answer. It's about finding the next best experiment. Okay. So uh, there's a playlist on my, on my YouTube channel that talks about that. Um, it's, it's the business whiteboarding workshop playlist. And uh, I, if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. What I wanted to talk about today, though, is these three things we can do to really uh, prep our business for sale. Uh, the first one, like I said, why are you selling? The second one is establishing a timeline. And the third one is prepping the business itself. And so let's talk about each of those things step-by-step. Uh, a little format change that I'm going to do is, you know, if you've listened to past episodes, you'll notice that I kind of have, I go through the topic and then I, I, I talk about how to make it practical, how to make it uh, actionable and how to make it sustainable at the end of the, of, of the show. I've changed that up a little bit with these show notes and we'll see how it works I'm trying to integrate that practicality, the actionable uh, portion and the, and the sustainability right into kind of the topic, the, the meat of the program. We'll see how it works. It's an experiment. And I felt like it might flow a little bit better and we'll try it. So according to vikingmergers.com, there are three reasons that business owners uh, will sell. One is burnout or what they, they call burnout. Uh, the second is that it's time to do something different. And the third is retirement. And, um, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that burnout. You know, you do the same thing long enough, maybe you get tired of it. And I, I think one of the things that's important is to realize that, uh, that's okay. You know, it's perfectly okay for you to run a business for a certain amount of time and realize either a, I don't love this anymore or B I never loved this to begin with or C this is way too much work for the value I'm getting back. It's a return on investment issue. If you're working 80 hours a week and making $45,000 a year, you could go do that for someone else, make more money and have more time off. You know, maybe it's not the best choice. To, to stay, uh, to continue running that business. Or if you've been doing, for example, in 1987, my dad and a few other partners started Directed Energy. I was very young at that point. I was in my late teens and I was there and I helped uh, by virtue of the fact that I was the only one who had taken, or well, that's not I was going to say I was the only one that had taken accounting. That's not true. I had taken accounting, which qualified me to do some of the work. Um, and so, you know, I sold that company. Well, we sold it first in 2000. I bought it back in 2018 and I sold it again in 2021. 
Um, but I basically worked in the business, even after we sold it in 2000, I worked in it for another, uh, as the, as the general manager, as the local own, uh, operator, um, from, uh, you know, 1987 to 1989 when I joined the service. Then I came back in 1995. And from 1995 until 2021, I ran the same business. Okay. Uh, I, or I, I was working for or ran the same business. When I sold it in 2021, I was happy to be done. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was burned out necessarily. Um, but that's a long time to do the same thing in the same industry. And so I was okay saying, okay, I'm, I'm want to move on to other things. And I think it's important to, as an owner, just say that life is fluid and you don't have to do the same thing forever. So those are the three things that they were talking about. Burnout, time to do something different, and retirement, which I would actually argue is basically all under the category of time to do something different. If you're burned out, it's time to do something different. If you're retiring, it's time to do something different. And if it's time to do something different, self-explanatory. I would add a couple of things to this. One is a change in circumstances in your life. And yes, you could make that a time to do something different category as well. But I think it's worth mentioning independently because it's important. When we start a business, our life is a certain way. We have certain obligations. Whatever that environment looks like for you, that's how you started your business. Your life could change such that it's not conducive to that anymore. And I think it's important to say, it's okay to say, this happened in my life and I can't put this kind of effort into my business now, or this opportunity unfolded and I can take it, do something different with my business and go on to something different, something new. That's okay. A change in your life circumstance uh, may change how appropriate it is for you to own or operate a specific business. And that's cool. That's totally fine. Um, the other one I want to touch on, and this is really important uh, from the perspective of, of business ownership and, and uh, going out of business, and that is a declining business. So if you're selling, excuse me, if, if, you're, if you have a business that is in decline and we don't like to admit it, you don't have to admit it to me, but you, you know if your business is in decline, whether that's revenue decline that has been significant or you can see the writing on the wall that your business is not going to be relevant uh, in the way that you are currently running it in a number of years, it might be time to offer it up to someone who can take the, the core of what your business is and make something out of it that will be relevant in that time frame. 
So, and that, that doesn't say anything. I think it's really important to understand that when we are not the right person to move a business forward, that is not a negative thing about you as an owner, your qualifications, how hard you've worked, your good ideas, none of that is in play. It is okay not to be the one who can take your business to the next place. And sometimes that means we hire somebody who, to run the business. And you see that happening in a lot of companies where the founder will start, you know, a lot of times in technology, someone will invent something cool, but they're not the right person to move the business going forward. And there are some businesses in technology where the founder won't stop. And you can see the decline of the business because the founder won't let go. And so, okay, that's kind of a rant for us. Another, another episode, maybe if it's relevant, but the point is I've spent a lot of time talking about why you might get rid of a business, why you might sell a business. Um, why do you need to be able to talk about it? That's what we're really talking about here. And the issue is that it's going to come up when you go to sell. When someone says, I want to offer this business up for sale, I guarantee if I'm on the side of the, uh, on the side, that's if I'm working for the buyer, I guarantee you, we are going to ask you what is prompting you to sell your business. And it matters because we want to understand the landscape in case we're trying to buy a dumpster fire. I and mean, that's part of the problem or part of the, the situation. So uh, we're going to ask you that. And we need to be able to, as sellers, we need to be able to articulate why we're selling a business in an authentic way. And that doesn't mean, and, and I want to be very clear about this. And I said this the last time, um, we don't ever, ever misrepresent what we're selling. And we don't try to gloss over the things that are going wrong with our business. What we do want to do in this case, in this piece of the puzzle, and this is a small piece is be able to articulate why we are trying to get value out of our business at this time and move on to something different. So what does that look like for you? Do, and as you can imagine, this takes some thinking because if you say, it's just time for me to move on, that is basically code for, I'm not talking about it. I don't, I haven't thought about it, which is weird. Cause why would you be selling a business if you haven't thought about it? But I'm not ready to share that information. So if you say, well, I'm just ready to sell. That's a, that's an answer that simply prompts more questions. And so if you think about this in advance and you articulate or you create a statement and we're not talking about a, a script here I, and you can write it down exactly like you want to say it or whatever, but it needs to be the authentic truth and phrased in a way 
that the buyer can understand and say, and make a connection with say, Oh, I, I get that. I can, I can understand why you would want to move on from this at this time in your life. If it's a change in, in circumstance in your life, you share what you're willing to share. If you have a very sick relative that you need to take care of, you don't have to tell them all the details about what's wrong with your relative. Um, but if it's a significant reason why you're selling your business, you might consider saying, um, you know, I have a sick parent and I need to spend more time with them or a sick spouse and I need to spend more time with them or a sick child, whatever it may be. You may be sick and you may need to say, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sick and I can't spend the kind of time and energy on the business that I would like or that it deserves or whatever. You don't have to share more than you're willing, but if you can give the buyer a connection point so that they can understand the rationale, you're going to find that they will be able to, uh, 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 connect with you in a way that that humanizes the situation because at, at the end of the day, business, we'll talk about valuation on a different podcast, but there are formulas that get you into the ballpark of, of valuation. They're just based on the kind of business that you're going to sell and, and the value of that business. What changes the final number is how the buyer perceives the future value of the business. And that perception comes from every interaction they have from you or with you as the seller. So being able to articulate, you know, why am I going to sell this business? You know, start a Google doc, start a, a word document, and, you know, these first two topics you can put on a simple Word document or a Google Doc or whatever. Uh, it can be written down. You can use handwritten notes. Um, the nice thing about digital documents, of course, is that they're easy to update and they can, you don't have to have that particular notebook with you at a given time if you have an idea or whatever. So, um, but you need to use a tool that works for you. And that's something that I always talk about is use the tools that work for you, not the tools that someone sells you or tells you that you should be using. Forget that. You use tools that work for you. Um, so just write it down. You can start with just brainstorming. Why don't you want to, or I was going to say, why don't you want to be doing your business anymore? That's That assumes that that you're burnt out. But what conditions exist that you want to sell your business. Uh, if you're not immediately thinking about selling your business, then you're in the best position ever to create a strategic plan around your exit so that in 10 years, when you are ready to sell, you are planning on selling. And that's the ideal, right? Is to have an exit strategy where you can say, I'm going to build this business up to a certain level. And that's my exit point. That's when I'm, I'm ready to go. And so the, the action step there is simply to use a documentation system that works for you, write it down, 
and keep it up to date. You know, if, if you're not ready to sell today, say, okay, I'm not ready to sell today, but what are the criteria that I'm going to want to have met when I go to sell my business? All right. So, um, and then when it comes to sustaining that document, obviously you just keep it around, update it when it, when it, when your feelings around it change or when the conditions on the ground change. The next thing I talked about is establishing your timeline. Now, the first thing that what I was just talking about is if you have that long time frame, then you can plan a strategic ex exit. And if you have a shorter time frame, you have a less strategic exit. And if you are you familiar with the quality triangle? And and if you if you are or if you're not, you can get two out of three of these things, speed, price, and quality. So if you want something at high quality, generally speaking, you're gonna compromise speed and price. And all three of those things apply. So you go through and you can have price and quality if you compromise speed and go through all of those things, you know, and what combinations you might have. I have a timeline triangle that I use for selling a business or for the timeline of selling a business and it's speed and price and the quality of terms. And you basically get two out of three. If you want to sell something fast and you want a specific price, assuming that evaluation might be there, you're going to compromise the quality of the terms of the deal. If you want to sell fast, if you don't care how fast you sell, then you can get a price and a quality of terms that you want. And, and again, you go through which combination you have. The best thing in the world is to be focused on the value of your business, have a strategic plan for the long-term exit strategy that you want to execute and be working towards that the day you get your EIN number, right? To say, okay, this is my business. This is what I'm gonna do. And this is how I'm going to exit. And that, and this is what's going to be valuable to my buyer. Okay. So, um, you know, and going back to that whole, when you get your EIN number, ideally, literally when you start your business, it, that would be the best time to start thinking about your exit. What am I going to do to move on? Barring that I tell people 10 years. Give yourself a 10-year time frame to say, I want to exit when I'm X age or 10 years from now, whatever that means. Um, that allows you to put in place the things that you will need to get the price you want and the quality of terms that you want because you're, you don't have to worry about selling right away. That puts you in the best position to get the most value. So putting that timeline together, uh, again, you just add this from a practical standpoint to your, to the document that you use to explain why you're going to sell. And you just keep those things in your mind as you do your day-to-day -day work. Maybe you keep them on, uh, maybe when you're coming to work on Monday morning, you say, what action do I need to take for these things? Maybe nothing, maybe just read them so that you say, oh yeah, I need to remember that. 
Maybe it's once a month when you review your financials with your uh, CPA or once a quarter even, go through those documents, make sure they're still accurate. Are we on track to hit our target for our timeline? Is my exit reason, my rationale for exiting still applicable to my current situation? That's all, um, that's all you need to do. It is not, as long as you're not doing this in a rush, there's no rush and you can just ease it into your operation, uh, or your, the, the, the reviews that you do on a regular basis. So finally getting it ready to, to sell. Now this is, you know, I, I have a product called run it ready to exit. I'm not trying to sell that today and, but, but there's a reason I have that product. And that is because we need to understand and focus on the transferability of the value of your business and what that looks like for each business is different, but we need to think in terms of designing, building and updating the business around transferability. And what I mean by that is transferring the value from the current owner to a prospective owner, to a buyer. And they need to see that, that the more they, your buyer can see themselves transferring and continuing to build value with your business, the more valuable your business is going to appear to them. So uh, one of the first things that you need to think about is getting yourself out of the day-to-day -day operations. And as business owners and entrepreneurs, that doesn't come easy all the time, but that's one of the first things to do. And the way we do that is by documenting what we do and getting, uh, well, and I'll talk about that in just a minute, but, um, getting yourself out of the operation, uh, then what makes your business special and unique document that and what, and, and I know the document word makes a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners nervous or roll their eyes because we don't want to document it doesn't feel very entrepreneurial, but the reality is it's really important because if you can't document what makes you special, you can't articulate it. And if you can't articulate it, then what makes someone want to buy it? And since that's what we're talking about, being able to document, prioritize and protect what makes your business unique and special directly impacts the value of that business to other people. So what's the practical point of getting something ready to, to exit? So I don't want to exit for 10 years. Why do I care about getting it ready today? Well, a good run business, a well-run business is better for the owner to begin with. You'll have higher profits, better cash position, lower risk, and uh, if you're, if you have a, a system in place of documentation, it's easier to train employees, 
new employees don't take as long to be up to speed and, and adding value. All of those things are better for you to begin with. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, it, it is absolutely practical to be ready to sell your business at any given time. The next thing is, you know, how do we do that? And, and when we saw, talk about documentation, again, I go back to, this does not have to be uh, a three ring binder that sits by your desk where every time you do something, you have to look up the process. Okay. What matters is what makes your business unique and special and how do you deliver that? And how do you share that with your coworkers, with your vendors, with your customers? And how do you remember on a day-to-day -day basis? And, you know, who knows for a, a, um, a chef, it might be recipes, you know, for a carpenter, it might be jigs. And it just depends for, for, uh, uh, um, a service provider. It might be, how do you interact with your contact list, your customer list, all of those things make, or, or in the case of a service provider, how do you provide your service that differentiates you from competitors? or other alternatives, write that down and, uh, and keep it around and obviously update it. Um, so the first thing, and, and again, it goes back to when I say, write it down, what I mean is document it in a way that's authentic and use authentic and useful to you as a business owner. We don't care what, you know, I, what the format looks like. I would make the argument you don't want to use a whiteboard to document your most critical processes, but, you know, that's one extreme versus, you know, do you have a documentation system that you, that is uh, database driven that you pay for? I'm not going to be an advocate of that either, unless that's what you need, unless that's what works for you. So, uh, don't make documentation the enemy, make it the thing that's going to help you transfer the value of your business to a buyer when you're ready to sell. And then it's your ally, not your adversary. Train your employees, right? How do the, how can they deliver what makes you and your business special? Then you have to delegate empower and trust them to do it. And the more you do that, the more you delegate, the more you empower your employees and the more you trust them, the faster they will make mistakes, which is good because then you can find gaps in what you're telling them or what you've written down and articulate it more clearly so that they can achieve the goals that you need them to. So, uh, and then how do you sustain the, that piece of it? Well, like we talked about, you document it and you keep your documentation up to, up to date based on what you're doing in, at that time and businesses evolve and that's part of the process. So, um, 
and and we keep that document we keep the documentation that we need where we need it when we need it one of the things you know i talked about a carpenter might use jigs you know as as uh, part of their process your jig could literally be a very important part of your documentation and so don't think of documentation as the written word necessarily you might need to provide some written words around the use of that jig or fixture but that could be a huge piece of it and and so when when we talk about documenting the processes that make you special that i i'm all in on it being practical and useful and not extra work I am not a big fan of making extra work for, for business owners. That's the opposite of what I think is important. So document your critical processes in a way that, again, is authentic to your business. Keep that documentation in, in the place that you need it when you use it or the place you'll use it when you need it and update it and keep it relevant. So those are the three things that uh, or those are three things that can help you get your business ready as uh, if you do them early to help you sell your business at the best value you can. One, get clear on why you want to sell your business. Two, establish a timeline. And the longer you can go, the better. And three, get your business ready to sell, meaning you want to be able to to demonstrate the transferability of your business from yourself to a new owner. All right. Remember, your business is important. For more about me and building business value, you can look in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you are uh, listening to the podcast version, it will be my contact information, social media, and all that stuff will be in the show notes. Connect with me on the social platform that you use in the links below uh, and uh, ask questions, whatever, suggest topics. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover about transferring the value of a business, whether you're selling or buying, let me know. Thanks for being here. Thanks for doing the hard work of being an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm looking forward to continuing our entrepreneurial journey together. Remember that doing it yourself doesn't have to mean going it alone. <laughs>